Hello and welcome back to the Decom Boom. This is Sarah and this week Nora couldn't be here so I was thinking about it and I realized that I didn't want to do a, a Decom without Nora. It felt sacrilegious to do that without her so I wanted to do something that was still nostalgic to our listeners and I'm here today with my good friend Jin and we decided to do a Mary-Kate and Ashley movie for y'all. So excited. Um, so Jin, what was your experience growing up with Mary Kay and Ashley? Like, were you into them? Did you watch the movies a lot or not so much? I had one Mary Kay and Ashley movie that I watched and it was Our Lips Are Sealed, the one where they go to Australia. That was the only one that I had access to, but I loved it. I watched it like constantly and me you and my friends watched it again recently right yeah i think like maybe like a year ago i was like in the mood to and did revisit. it hold up did you feel when you watched it i think so okay. yeah i i and watching this movie last night too i was like wait this is actually so good right i was <laughs> this is always how i feel when i haven't seen something in forever i'm like really scared it's gonna suck yeah. and i was like this is good yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today we're doing for you guys winning london and this is is one that I loved as a kid I would like rent it from the library all the time mm. I was obsessed and I thought it might be a good one to do with Jin because it's about model UN and close enough <laughs> Jin was a debate team girl I was I was what was like did you ever do like a big conference like this like an um, intense nationwide thing or anything <laughs> no nothing like this okay. we did like tournaments that were like you know the southeast like regional where like a bunch of like schools in mississippi or georgia would come we would all get together but i also didn't do this is like un yes what, what was it called model UN. model un mm-hmm. i didn't do that i did public forum debate which is much much more like argumentative okay yeah. so for that they would like would it be like you were assigned a point of view and you had to just You had argue to prepare the pro and the con for both sides. Oh, yeah. that's cool. So it was like once a month they would have like um, a subject, like a topic, and it's like a statement. So it's like, um, you know, social media is healthy uh-huh. for teenagers. And then you would have to prepare arguments for the pro, like arguing for that or con, like against it. I like that. And yeah. did you do both or did you get assigned one? No, you had to prepare both because okay. it wasn't until until the start of your round, they flip a coin. Ooh. And then if you win the coin toss, you get to choose which side you want to debate. Wow. So you don't know until the round starts, like which side you're taking, basically. Damn. Yeah. Did you find it hard to argue for stuff that you like really didn't agree with? Um, honestly, no, because I think that's the cool thing about debate. It forces you to really like dig into both sides of an argument. So it never was to, I mean, there were definitely certain topics where one side had like a lot stronger points or like you do feel like it's easier, but like, I don't know. To be a good debater, you really have, it's like being a lawyer, which is why they say lawyers have no morals, you know? Right, right. Sometimes they're like, he didn't kill her. Yeah. It's like, you really have to think through both sides. Like, That's cool. What yeah. a good freaking like 
exercise, especially yeah. for young people. I feel like it's really valuable. No, definitely. Didn't Every, you win some big debate. competition? I am the Alabama state champion for public forum debate. That is so cool. Yeah. I feel like you are Mary Kate Olsen in this movie. Like Maybe. I know she's Molly Yuan, but she's like the star of her school <laughs> for like arguing. Was she the one that had the point. shorter hair or the longer hair in the movie? I guess shorter. I feel like hers was always straight and Ashley's was always crimped. Okay, okay. But they yeah. did look very similar in this movie. I can't I, tell them apart. Yeah, I swear I can only ever tell them apart because I'm like, Mary-Kate always plays like the less girly one, like without fail. Like oh. even though they're like always dressed the same, it's like Ashley will always be a little more like, and when are we going shopping? Yeah, or like more into boys. Yeah. Okay, totally. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... Winning London is obviously a direct-to-video film, as pretty much all Mary-Kate and Ashley movies are, and it was released on March 27th, 2001, and a short little plot description, two American students visit London for a symposium, and when not busy representing the most powerful nation on earth, oh my god, they learn to play polo, see the sights, go shopping, and even find time for romance. And Winning London has a 56% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Only 56? I know, I think it deserves higher, don't you? I am a little shocked by that. I know, I'm like, what more do people want? <laughs> it has, it's educational, it's romantic, there's a lesson learned, it's fun. What more could they want? I love that. Wait, did you say it came out in March? Yeah. Of 2001? Mm -hmm. That was literally like a month after I had immigrated to America. Oh my god. I immigrated to America in like February of 20, 2001. That's wild. Yeah. So while they were gallivanting around London, <laughs> you were coming to America. Yeah. That's wild. That's so funny. Do you remember oh the god. exact date? Is I that like burned in your brain? I don't it's know. like early, I want to say it was like early February okay. or like end of February. Okay. I just, I don't remember. Can't remember if it was before but after Valentine's because I don't have a concept of Valentine's. Right. Yeah. So you were like you were six, right? I was six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand and one at this point is a long time ago, and yeah, like truly. these movies do feel like a little dated, but I feel like they hold up. It's just more like they look kind of old, you know. Yeah. Like especially like the montages in this movie, they felt kind of nineties. I actually, when I was watching it, I was thinking like this feels like vintage TikTok content. Yeah. Because it's just like cool looking kids like doing cool shit yes. wearing cool clothes with like music behind yes. it and there's like long montages of them doing that it's like, so true because the plot is so minimal it's <laughs> very true the plot is like competition and boys yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like, holding the movie together not really it's kind of like yeah. fun vignettes yeah. which i'm like here for yeah that's so funny it does give that vibe yeah, yeah. And something, like, because I was a really big Mary-Kate and Ashley kid. Like, I watched all of the, you know, like, we're having a party, all the mysteries. I think I've seen, like, all, really, their movies. And when this started, which, first of all, this movie is not streaming anywhere. I don't even think you can rent it. Like, full disclosure, we had to watch it on, like, sus yeah. sites. But um, when it started, the Dual Star Entertainment logo, I got, like, such a powerful, like, flashback because that's in the beginning of all their movies and it just made me think of like watching them as kids and I was like curious why I immediately associated it with Mary-Kate and Ashley so I looked it up and they founded that company when they were like oh, six years old that makes so much sense yeah and it just has all their movies wow and Nickelodeon got the rights to like their entire library in 20 I think it was like 2015 
And I'm like, so I wonder if like Nickelodeon plays their movies because you just can't find them anywhere else. And yeah, I feel like a there's a lot of people that would want to get their hands on them because people would is, stream this. Is this how they became famous? Like these movies? Yeah. Like it, kind of before these like tween movies, they had stuff they did when they were like really little girls. I mean, obviously Full House was their first thing when they oh, were like babies. Right. Yeah. And then they had like, a, have you ever heard of It Takes Two? It's like a movie with Kirstie Alley that they did when they were probably like nine or something. I don't so, think so they no. started very, very young, but they had a lot of these movies when they were like, I think they were 15 in this also, which oh blows my, my mind. They seem older. Yeah. Than me. Yeah. They're so definitely they playing older girls. I yeah. Because like the other actors. <laughs> I know. Seem a lot older. They, than they, them. they felt very college coded. They didn't seem yeah. like high school to me. Yeah. They seemed like they were going to like get coffee and like i know right start writing their thesis so grown i know these girls are so grown i know <laughs> um but without further ado let's just jump into kind of talking through winning london the film okay so we begin with some really 90s like aol opening credits <laughs> it's like mary kate and ashley's names are like hyperlinks and it like clicks on it and people are like searching united nations and um i think it's ashley that does the voiceover just kind of introducing us to model un and saying that there's like a big international uh competition every year in london and she's like so how did we get here like us california (laughs) kids i'm glad you asked let's go back in time Classic, like, you might be wondering how I got here. Absolutely. <laughs> they really did that to us. And we see, we, we get to meet their team. So I thought it was kind of fun. I had forgotten this, that, like, only one Olsen twin is on the team at the beginning. It's mm-hmm. just Mary-Kate who plays Chloe. And then there's, like, a classic uh, nerdy guy who films everything named Dylan. There's another girl named Rachel there's this guy randall who's we just see him like picking his nose (laughs) and then there's this guy brian who is like a football player who is they say he's just on the team to pad his college resume so this is our cast of characters that we're introduced to and we see them at their first competition i think it's like at their high school it seems something like that yeah Yeah. and we're right away supposed to understand that chloe who's mary kate is like the star of the team yes She's the MVP. She's the smarty pants. Mm-hmm. I think she delivers like a killer speech or yeah. something in the beginning. Oh yeah. Well, they're they're like cosplaying as China. Oh and right. She's like, what does she say? It's like the craziest line. Um, like the freedom of speech thing. Oh yeah. She's like, freedom of speech is like more harmful than good. Yeah. Or something. They're like, whoa. Wait, I thought that was so funny. I was yeah. like, not the casual xenophobia. No, exactly. Just, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. They really were like, and America's better than China. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Right out the gate. And also just like the most like oversimplified thing. It's like, yes. More harmful than good. I was like, that's not really like a mic drop argument. Like, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, but, like, the subtlety of them being, like, censorship, like... Yeah. And then, yeah, the plot twist is, we're China, I know, I know, it's it's so true. I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, But so they do, like, win, and (laughs) Chloe gets, like, some award for being, like, the best, I don't know, delegate of all Mm -hmm. or whatever, and and she wins. And we see that her twin, Riley, is in the audience just, like, cheering her on. Um, And then afterwards, we meet so we see riley who's not on the team interact with brian who is who's like the football guy and it's very clear right away that she's crushing on him Mm -hmm. and he they've known each other since they were kids so he very much like sees her as the little kid he wants to yeah and she's in the friend zone (laughs) 
As she should be now knowing that she was 15 when they filmed this. Yeah, because I know. How old do you think he was? He was definitely, like, in his 20s, That's I That's what feel I like. think, too. Yeah. yeah. That guy looks like he was fully matured. Yeah. So that's her across to bear as the boy she likes thinks she's like a little kid. Um, and then we see this British woman <laughs> named Mrs. Watson. And she <laughs> introduces herself to the uh, Model UN team's like teacher, which, okay, did you catch this? His name yes. is Mr. Holmes, yes. Watson and Holmes. <laughs> they were like, what's British? We'll right? Incorporate that. It's like, oh my God. But honestly, I love the cheesiness of that. I do too. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It is cute. This movie is just very like comforting. I, it gives me kind of like the same feeling. I don't know if you ever watched Buffy. I mean, Buffy is obviously like mm-hmm. a show about like yeah. vampires but like the scenes when they're like just in the library with giles like that like kind of like safe nerdy feeling was like yeah. how this movie makes me feel <laughs> um but so basically this woman mrs watson is like hey there's this competition in london every year and like chloe's really good so i want to give your team a spot like just because of her and she's basically like listen your team is pretty underwhelming but chloe's really good <laughs> and so they get to go to london Chloe's the star I will say too. Am I allowed to say this? I feel like the the amount of plot work that was done for this movie has the same vibe of when like those bad porn videos yes. that just like have barely introduced like anything. It's so true. <laughs> it's really bare bones. Like, but... how did this woman like find this? I know. Girl? How like, did she did know she... about Chloe? Like, yeah. Like, is she really this like into scouting that she like flies to the U.S. for like one shitty for one high person? school? Yeah. <laughs> And she's just like right away, like you should come. Like, yeah, I don't think that's really how that yeah. works. I wouldn't assume. Um, I feel like, like I feel like if there were scouts, they would probably like know they were there. You yeah. Know? Also, like if you're the teacher that's doing the UN stuff, I feel like you would know about like a cool international yeah. competition in London. I agree. That's like the finals or whatever for like. Yeah, London. you would hope so. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, wow. Okay, we're going. Yeah. But there is a problem because Randall, the guy on their team that's the nose picker, he can't go because it's his sister's wedding. Oh, so sad. What a bummer. So they're like, crap, we can't go. We don't have another person. And then Riley, the other Olsen twin, is like, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And her sister is at first a little bit like, if you're going to do this, like you have to focus. Like This isn't just like for you to get cozier to Brian. Like, we play to win, so... That sister intuition. Mm-hmm. Chloe was like, I know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is just all about your crush. Yeah. And I want to win this, so get your head in the game. <laughs> yeah, and so they do head over to London, like, right away, like, five minutes in. And they get to their hotel, and they're, like, sizing up the competition. And we see the scene with Dylan, who is the guy that is always filming everything, and he's, like, a dork. And he gets out of the bathroom and has toilet paper on his shoe and he's trying to flirt with girls. He's like, he's like racist in this part. And yeah, he's just kind of a general creep and he's trying to be smooth, but he has toilet paper on his shoe. So Chloe goes up to kind of like rescue him and like steps on the toilet paper for him. But then she has it stuck to her shoe and then a cute British guy comes to flirt with her and she looks like Mm -hmm. a fool. Yeah. What a classic scenario, exactly. I guess. Right, like the, the rom-com setup of you make a fool of yourself in front of yeah. your crush. It made me laugh, too, just looking back at 
the fact that it used to be so em- i don't i don't think it's that embarrassing to have toilet paper yeah. on your shoe right because it's i feel like usually when that happens it, it's not yours it's like there was someone who was gross in yeah. the bathroom before you you didn't notice yeah you, yeah like i would just tell my friend like hey just but that's that such out. a classic like 90s yeah. like movie trope you're right is that like embarrassing moment when you have toilet paper on your <laughs> i know shoe. why was that such a thing i also I feel like it doesn't know. happen that much in real life like, no it doesn't it's so made up yeah like, <laughs> so yeah she meets this british guy his name is james and he's also there to compete and they like have a spark right away. I mean, she definitely embarrasses herself, not only with the toilet paper, but she also, like, fully trips over a bag. So, not a great first impression, but he's clearly, like, vibing with her. Yeah, he likes what he sees. I remember (laughs) being obsessed with this boy when I was watching this. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh my god, James. (laughs) So funny. He is really tall. He is tall. Although, I can't tell if he's actually that tall. Or, I mean, I think the Olsen twins, A, are short. And mm-hmm. B, like, the scene when they're first meeting, I feel like the camera angle on him is, like, intense. Like, he's, like, staring down at her. Like, yeah. Like, is he I actually this tall, or did they just, like, frame it this way? Yeah. Um, the next day, they do run into a bit of a problem because Dylan is, again, like, being gross, flirting with girls that are there for the conference. And he asks them which team they're representing, and the girls are like, oh, China. And they're all like, wait, how can that be? We're representing China. And it turns out there was some error and they're both representing the same team. So they have to figure this out. And their teachers are like, why don't we let the delegates work this out? So they are like trying to negotiate with these fellow teens. And (laughs) basically these people have like a really bougie ass hotel room with um, like a a literal grand piano in it or like Mm -hmm. a baby grand. And yeah. Our, our uh, U.S. team is uh, living in a very cramped, I guess, less a nice closet, room. as they called it. Right, which I didn't think it looked that bad. But... No, but we're, we also live in New York, so. True, that's like, we're like, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> You're so lucky you snagged that. What's your rent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, Riley, who's the twin that's less into this crazy world of Model UN, she... Yeah. She's only jo- here for the boy. Precisely. So she's like, oh, well, you can take China if we can take your gorgeous room. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sure. So now they don't have a country to represent, but they at least have this hotel room. And their teacher, Mr. Holmes, ends up um, securing them the United Kingdom, which is, of course, the kingdom that they're in. Because I guess they don't <laughs> like to assign the host country. So he's like, this was like the only thing left. And when he tells them, like, the line he has about, like, it was either this or the Republic of Chad. Like... I remember that so well from being a kid. I think it was like maybe in the trailer or something. And I think that's literally how I learned that Chad is a country. (laughs) Interesting. And I remember thinking, I was like, is he shading the country? Or is he like saying like they probably won't know anything about it? So it would be like hard to... I think that that's how I read it was more that like nobody knows anything about Chad. Right. Whereas everyone knows about China. Everyone knows about the UK. Yeah. Not as hard. Yeah. Um, so they are going to be representing the place that they're in. So now we cut to them, uh, studying because they have to know everything about the country they're repping and, you know, they'd been this whole time preparing for China. So now they have to learn all about another country. Um, so they're studying really hard and there's a song called Danger by Noogie playing. Well, you better be careful now. And this is one of the first like very 90s montages that we get. Mm-hmm. And it's not even really a montage so much as it's like 
pictures of them with oh, like do you remember yeah, this now? Yeah. yeah 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 I do remember this it was kind of cool I actually took a screenshot of oh my god wait let me pull it up it was like at the very end when they had the blackboard or a whiteboard and it showed like their concepting at the very oh, end yeah. do you Oh my god, what does and it say? I thought it was so hilarious. In Human the middle, rights. it says vision, and then it's just like a word web like <laughs> diagram, yeah. and it just says compassion, tolerance, human rights, issues. <laughs> what on earth? <laughs> What? I thought this was hilarious. It sounds like they're like inventing like a brand identity for their country. Yeah, but it's just the most basic like keywords that you Healthcare, could care. Yeah. Awareness, <laughs> goals. They really didn't like spend much time with this. There's also a smiley face with its tongue out drawn here. Yeah. That's hilarious. And to me, I was just like, this fully captures the heart of these like low budget, yeah. early 2000, like kiddo kind of movies. Yeah. Like, There's just like not that much attention to detail. Yeah. But like, in a good way. I don't know. No. It's so hilarious. <laughs> I loved this little montage. Like, there was a picture of one of the Olsen twins just, like, pensively, like, staring <laughs> off, like, thinking. I was like, oh, my God. So now we see them, like, sitting in a circle, quizzing each other, basically. And they've packed a lot in. They know a lot. Um, but then Riley is like, we need a break. And we literally are staying in London. So why don't we, like, go have fun in London? Because that, like, will be educational. Mm-hmm. And She makes a point. That's yeah. a good point. It is a good point. I feel like they more need to learn like facts and figures. I love the I love the thought, and they basically go out and hit the town. Um, and we see them going to like a bunch of different famous London landmarks. Get out of London by Interferon is playing. Get out of London. And they go to like the Tower of London. They also at one point go to the dungeon at Tower of London and oh, they're yeah. like touching everything. Like yeah. I don't think that would be allowed. Probably not. Right? I'm like, these are like really old artifacts. Yeah. I don't think you can just like get in the torture device. I know. And I'm like, I would be kind of scared I know. to like be locked in there. Absolutely. It's creepy. I feel like they'd have to have a tour guide. I was like, what's the vibe? I don't (laughs) don't think this is the vibe. You've been to London, right? I did, yeah. Did you go recently? I did go recently, yeah. Did you go to like Tower of London and all these places Um, that we kind of saw? No, honestly, I skipped a lot of the touristy stuff because I don't really care for, especially not for British, like... Completely valid. Yeah. Yeah. Did you more like party and eat and have fun? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, I did a lot of like shopping. I like went around and like looked at thrift shops. Yeah, I I was more interested in shopping and eating probably. No, that's really (laughs) valid. Yeah, so they're having a lot of fun going all around. And now we see Brian and Riley sitting on a bench and you can see Tower Bridge behind them. And Brian has this habit of whenever he's with Riley, he's just checking out other girls um, mm-hmm. because he, again, sees her as like more of a little sister. But this time she calls him out on it and she's like, hey, it's actually really rude to like check out another girl when like we're talking. And he's like, we're not even talking. We're just like sitting next to each other. It's so rude. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Um, she kind of does do like a pick me thing here because she's like, mm. that girl's not even your type. Like she probably doesn't even like sports like me. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like girls that don't like sports suck. <laughs> He's like, okay. Um, but then, yeah, she tries to bond by being like, oh, remember when we went to, like, that Dodgers game together when we were kids? And he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, you totally, like, like threw, threw up, up everywhere. <laughs> I love that. I love the, the fact that in response to that, she just, like, 
gets up and walks I know, away. She just leaves. She's like, I've had enough. Yeah, she's like, never mind. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Also, just like, it's worth mentioning that like, I love every single one of their outfits. Like, they always yes. look so cute. Yes. I think this is where I had that thought about yeah. them, this being like OG, like vintage TikTok, basically. Yes. Because they're so stylish and that montage of them visiting all of I these know. like iconic places in London. I'm like, is this not like a like come see london with me like absolutely it really looks like that yeah and they just have like their cute hats and yeah. like trench coats like really good coats mm-hmm. always just like their pants are like so like perfectly like fit them perfectly and are just so cute yeah yeah i was obsessed with everything they wore um so and yeah they keep going around they go to westminster abbey and then they go to buckingham palace and while they're in like a car there their driver um, is using a lot of like British slang and Riley's like, I wish I spoke Cockney. And then <laughs> there's this moment and there's a few of these in the movie where like they break the fourth wall and they just talk to the camera. Mm-hmm. And one of the twins is like, I need subtitles, please. And then it rewinds and there's subtitles to explain what this man is actually saying. And it's very silly, but yeah. it's kinda, it kind of works. I wonder if they just found a random actor who could like do like a fake cockney accent or something because it felt really forced yeah but it's always so hard to tell because it is like an over-the-top sounding dialect so i'm like is this real and i want to know if like what he said was actually something that someone would say we need a british expert yeah yeah to weigh in here (laughs) please let us know yeah and then so they do go to buckingham palace and this scene i was like wow, this is not how I remembered it as a kid because they try to make one of the guards outside Buckingham Palace laugh. And I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, this scene is so funny. Like, all they do is make, like, the worst jokes you've mm-hmm. ever heard in your life to try to get this guard to laugh. And it's like, in what world would this professional laugh at your stupid, like, puns, basically? I know, yeah. Like, this is all they've got. I mean, that's so American of them to just go and... Yeah. Like, isn't that a reputation Americans have for being just, like annoying yeah that's true and like thinking like oh this is gonna get on yeah. and it's like that is so mediocre dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then while they're out and about they run into they see james the cute british boy yes the love interest yes and he is talking to this older man that we soon learn is his dad and we right away see that his dad is like the classic thing of like not good enough son like you can always yeah. do better like don't you want to win this don't you want to go to oxford yeah <laughs> you have to make the oxford debate team like this is the first step right yeah so he sees like the crew and chloe runs up to talk to him and during this exchange we learn that his dad is literally a lord mm-hmm. so he's like from british aristocracy um and chloe kind of like gives him shit about it she's sort of like i don't know she, like the last thing she says to him is sort of like oh i probably wouldn't understand like i'm a commoner or something oh yeah 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 <laughs> yeah um but he offers to be their tour guide and they're like oh sure that sounds fun so then he takes them to the globe theater which that was i think one of my favorite things i did in london was going here and, oh really yeah. see i skipped that I it was go. really cool i saw like a shakespeare play there and i think that That's was sick. like the highlight for me yeah because okay, I, I like when like a touristy thing like feels like active you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so that was really cool but yeah they go there and they end up like 
finding prop swords, but I feel like they're like real swords, or at least like the sound effects were very real. They were very good sound effects. (laughs) Yeah, so I was like, oh, I don't know if they should be doing this. Yeah, and they're like fencing the boys. Yes. And I'm just like, damn, y'all can actually fence. They did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, they were like doing like the movements really well. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. What's that word? Parrying, I think is what it's called. Yeah. I mean, am I crazy? I feel like they had a fencing movie. You're thinking of the parrot trap. Oh, is that what it is? When because they oh, fence at camp and okay. it's twins, obviously. Yeah. So Mary Kay and Ashley do not fence in other movies. They might, but not that I can recall. Okay. But they might because I feel like they do every activity at some point I know, in all yeah. their movies. They like, like ride volleyball. horses yeah. effortlessly yeah. later too. I'm just like, okay, you can you I can know. do everything. They really can. I know. I wonder how much like onset training they had to have for this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of romantic. They're both like sword fighting with their boys and we kind of see the difference between these two couples because (laughs) Chloe and the British boy are like reciting Shakespeare to each other and um, Riley and her boy are like talking about sports but like in Shakespearean language. Like, what does thou think of the Dodgers? Yeah, (laughs) like like they suck it. Dumb, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's cute. It is like sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then afterwards, they're also like, oh, also in this part, um, the song that's playing is the theme song to Mary Kate and Ashley's show, So Little Time. I don't know if you ever watched it, but it's, I think the song is called So Little Time. And I, I was like, that. why is this so familiar? And I then, like the yeah. soundtrack to this movie. I agree. There's I really so many like good songs. songs. Yeah. yeah. Like good every choices. time a song would come out, I was like, ooh, this <laughs> is a vibe. Yeah. yeah. And then James like romantically asks Chloe if she wants to go to his favorite spot in all of London. Mm, classic. I know a spot guy. I know. It's like, I'll take you somewhere that's not on your map. Even though it is, like, I think a famous tourist destination. Um, So they go to Kensington Gardens to the Peter Pan statue because basically this boy, like, doesn't want to grow up because he's like, oh, there's so much pressure on me from my dad. Like, why can't I just live life and be young? Um, And so he's kind of, like, telling her that he comes here to think all the time and it's, like, his special spot and... She's sort of asking him, like, why don't you want to grow up? Like, what's the deal? And then he, like, asks her if she would fly to Neverland with him. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, as long as I don't have to be Wendy, I don't clean up for Lost Boys. (laughs) I lost it when she said that. I was like, first of all, this conversation, they're cosplaying adults right now. I know. Like, they sound way too grown to be having this convo. And then when she said the part that was like, I don't clean up after (laughs) I was like, what 15-year-old girl? Like, unless she saw it on Tumblr, like, which didn't know, exist right? yet. So I'm like, how did she know to say this? I made a note that probably is my favorite quote. That's mine too. From it the was movie. the main one that stood out where I was like, oh shit, okay. Yeah, definitely my favorite quote as well. Um, so funny. And also it's so funny because, so they're standing by the statue and it's raining and they have umbrellas, but like, it's always so crazy to rewatch things that you loved as a kid because I remember the scene being like drama and almost being like tinged with like a deep sadness oh my God. when like it's really not like I was waiting like ooh this like the Peter Pan statue like it gets really intense and like really he's just like I'm under a lot of pressure yeah. <laughs> but, like as a kid I was like oh my god is he okay <laughs> I was so worried about him and meanwhile like Brian and Riley are kind of being cute they're like racing remote controlled boats in like a pond 
And also we're seeing that Dylan, the gross guy, and Rachel, the other girl on their team, are like also getting closer. There's some romantic mm-hmm. tension there. So everybody's really coupling off. And there's this kind of like romantic, sad song playing called Never Forget You by Holly Long. And now it is time for the Model UN conference to begin. And their their first like challenge basically is that they each have to uh like come up with a resolution to world hunger and like present it to everyone and then try to get as many votes as possible to pass their resolution um so we see just sort of like a bunch of different kids uh you know speaking before the conference and saying what their solution is i really hated the use of fake accents in the scene there's so many the kids all have these really exaggerated and bad accents and i was just like why can't they just speak the way that they speak like yeah i didn't like it's so true or like they could have had an an initiative to like try to actually get some actors like from other parts of the world like but that's a classic, like, I think early 2000, like... Yeah, they're just like, oh, why do we need about... to do that when they can just do yeah. a really offensive thing? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And, like, the girl... There was one girl with a really forced, like, weird Asian... It wasn't even, like, an mm. Asian accent. She kind of looked maybe, like, mixed race, uh-huh. like, a little Hispanic, a little Asian. So they were like, do this weird, like, in-between oh accent. Oh, my God. And then there was a black a black kid and he had like a jamaican accent oh my god it was so bad i feel like it was so stereotypical yeah (laughs) it doesn't age well to watch movies from this era in that regard at all yeah and so we're seeing that and then we see that they all have to go uh campaign for votes and the american team is employing some very suspicious tactics I, like, couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, wait, isn't this against the rules? Yeah. Like, they all just basically start, like, bribing people. They're like, oh, you can, like, play They're my game boy. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it is, like, interesting because I'm like, I guess in the real world, like, people are being sus with their diplomacy. They're like, yes. you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That's definitely like, a thing. Yeah, so it wasn't totally unrealistic. Um, but it didn't seem in the spirit of Model UN to be like, I'll give you this bag of chips if you vote yes, for me. Yes, I agree. Um, but so they do that. Um, and also there's this part where this like nerdy guy who also has a really weird fake accent, I thought, like the kind of like nerdy dude. I don't know if he was supposed to be like Swedish or something. Oh, yeah. His accent they was They even really did the fake. white people yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 It was like a weird like yodelui hoo <laughs> Yeah, it was. I was like, what is this? Um, and he asks Chloe to dance with him at like the dance thing later. And she's like, um, you can dance with my sister. Right, so she like yeah. pimps her sister out basically. Basically. Um, but they do in fact win because everyone wanted to vote for them because they gave everybody what they wanted. And... Uh, Ireland, which is James's team, came in second. So they're kind of like neck and neck. They're like the two best teams. Yeah. And China came in third, which is like the team that they had to negotiate with. But they get a warning too. I remember the the teacher was like, don't forget, like you, you're being watched. Yes, exactly. And she also like talks to their teacher and is like, reminder, like integrity is also part of the scoring system. <laughs> but I'm like, I feel like they should just should have been like disqualified or like, yeah. I feel like it should be in the rules, like no quid pro quos, like you have to actually use your words and your ideas. But also here's where I'm like, well, the people who took the bribes, 
it this takes is a good two point. to tango. Right. They could have said like, oh, how dare you? That's yeah, unethical. Yeah. No, for real. But like, it's just them getting told off for bribing people. But like, you're right. The people are taking the bribes. So either point, it doesn't Jen. matter or everyone should be disqualified. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild. I feel like there would be an extensive rule book for this sort of thing. And I'm like, yes. how is this not covered? Um, but they are celebrating and they do hit the town and go to like a literal club. I was like, whoa, this is like popping. Yeah. Um, and they go out and they're like ordering Cokes, which I thought was very (laughs) cute. (laughs) Um, and we see that James is there and he's with a friend and his friend is very much like, oh, we have a word for that here in the UK. Like it's called bribery. And he is like very judgmental of them, which I was like, he's right. I thought it was like, yeah, they're being weird. Um, But James is like not mad at all. He's just like smitten with Chloe and they go dance and they're still being cute. Um, And then Riley and her crush Brian end up dancing. Like at first he's like, no, but then we see that he's just scared because he doesn't know how to dance and she teaches him. Um, And even Rachel and Dylan end up dancing as well after he like, negs her and is so rude he's like mm-hmm. oh how does it feel to be a third wheel all the time and he's like filming her and she's like dude are you serious like leave me alone yeah, yeah. it was kind of sad like i i feel sad for her that like this is the guy she has to end up with because like she seems like a cool nice smart girl and this is who she has to yeah. be with like this creep. i hated that dylan character is that his name yeah dylan the video guy yeah he sucks yeah and like i feel bad for him because he had to do that as an actor but yeah. like damn that character sucks and all yeah. of the movies back then had a character like that like that yes. one totally unaware like racist sexist yeah. annoying yeah like exactly classic. like even like from the first frame when i saw him i was like this is so early 2000s that like this yeah. is a character and it's also crazy because there were so many movies where i felt like you were supposed to like like this character like you were supposed to be like oh he's the nerdy one and yeah. it's like they're always like assholes yeah and it's like I don't like They're, you. like, redeemable because they end up changing, right? Like, they become yeah. suddenly more aware. But, like... Right. I don't know. It actually made me think in Lou... Uh, not in Lou, but, like, after watching the Barbie movie, too. Like, mm-hmm. the way that boys also were exposed to these, like, stereotypes yeah. that they needed to maybe, like, act out or fulfill. So like, true. Yeah, he's... That Dylan guy is definitely a stereotype of, like... You're right. A certain kind of boy. Yeah. Like, the ADHD, like, needs more attention. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but so they all end up, like, dancing. Also, the song that plays here is really good. Uh, Soft Land Pour Moi by Plastic oh, yeah. Bertrand. I was like, this song's great. That's a classic. Yeah, great absolutely. And they also all slow dance, which is cute. Um, so it's getting kind of steamy and romantic. But just as Riley and Brian are about to slow dance, the guy, the creepy guy from before, <laughs> the Swedish question mark guy, yeah, he yodels up to them. <laughs> and he cashes in on his like promise from before. Yeah. He's like hey i gotta dance with you now and it's like sad she's like okay and yeah but the fact that she was just like okay like you didn't even question like i know i would just be like no yeah like who are you right. my sister said what <laughs> yeah exactly and it's like he already gave you his vote like what's he gonna do now yeah you know? exactly 
Yeah, so <laughs> Chloe feels really bad that she like ruined her sister's moment and made her dance with this loser. So she's like, we have to make it up to her. So James helps her out by calling them a car the next day and they go shopping because I feel like you need a shopping montage in a Mary-Kate and Ashley you do. movie. City girls. Yes. <laughs> so that's cute. And, and James is with them, like I said. Um, and then he tells them, he's like, oh, I got to get home because we learned that there's going to be like a reception for the delegates tonight at James's oh, yeah. fancy Lord house. Fancy Lord house. That's a good phrase. <laughs> when we do see his house, it is like crazy. Like it looks kind of like a castle or something. Yeah, it's giving Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Like, or like Downton Abbey yeah. or something. As we kind of saw before, like James's dad is not a nice guy. He's super like elitist and snooty. And there's literally a polo match happening here at this mm-hmm. get together. And I didn't know until he got off his horse. I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that James was like playing polo. Same, I thought, it, yeah, yeah, I thought it was like pro people or something. Yeah. Um, but like Chloe is kind of flirting with him by like negging him. She's like, oh, like this is just croquet on horses. Like anyone can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fine, you try it. So she does. And like at first she flops and like her mallet like flies into the crowd. Yeah. But because she's kind of like just a girl who plays to win like she does end up like getting good pretty quick and like scoring a point and everything yes. but her whole thing is that um winning is just kind of everything to her and <laughs> she she gloats a lot when she wins i love it she starts spinning her mallet in the air and going america rules <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh my god and I legitimately, like, I don't know about you, Jen, but, like, I saw nothing wrong with this. I was like, she's having fun. She's, like, teasing her crush. And he's like, sometimes when you win, you lose something else. Yeah. He's mad. No, this was the moment in the movie where I was like, James. James. No. Uh, yeah, you need to relax. You're yeah. just getting jealous right now. You're giving sore loser. Like, let the girl have her moment. I know. It was like. It seemed like he was insecure that, like, she beat him at his own game. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, and I'm, like, especially because that was something I liked about them. It's, like, okay, you're both, like, these, like, smart, competitive nerds, and you can kind of, like, I don't know, like, tease each other. But the second he, like, because I also felt like he was egging her on. He was, like, you try it. Like, let's see what you've got. And as soon as she won, he acted like she was, like, being an asshole. Yeah. I liked him a lot better when he wasn't phased by her yeah, confidence. Yeah, me too. And like her ambition. I know. <laughs> Not to sound like like no. feminism 101, no, but, but like but let but her yes. be confident and happy. Agreed. And it also, to me, like really came out of left field from him because like when she won the challenge, he was like super happy. He was like, oh, the best team won today. So I was like, oh, yeah. he's like cool and secure. So it kind of just seemed like really random. And I, I guess the only thing I'm willing to read into it and like give him some grace is like I wonder if he is just like triggered by people that are like too intense about like glory and winning because that's like all he gets at home and it's almost like he's just like sick of it like maybe I do unfortunately think he's just insecure and jealous but maybe there's a world in which it's more just like I'm just trying to have fun like this is a bummer why does everything always have to be like who's best because that's all his dad ever gives him but Instead of, like, communicating that, he just, like, starts treating her like she's a bad person, which I yeah, really don't and like. just really judging her based off of one instance. Like, even if she was gloating a little bit too much, yeah. like, okay, people make mistakes. Yeah. But he really took it out on her. I like, know. 
Plus, I feel like there's a subtle, playful way to be like, okay, take it down a notch, girl. Yeah. And that's sort of like most people, they're like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like you're doing a little too much yeah, right now. you're doing too much. But you don't need to be like, wow, there's something seriously wrong with you. Like, yeah. that's kind of what he does. That was so shady of him to be like, sometimes when you win one thing, you lose another. Yeah, it's like, whoa. Okay, that's a bit extreme. You've known yeah. each other for like two days also. You sound like a weird stuck-up mom or something. I know. Like. I know. So I feel like they kind of of were like sort of um grasping at straws for like what's going to be their fight it was like yeah uh, i got that sense too yeah. yeah um so then the next day at the competition this part is so fun to me um <laughs> mrs watson announces that today is going to be about crisis negotiations so people run in with masks and water guns and like take one person from several teams hostage at gunpoint <laughs> i love that i don't know if they do that in real model un but like <laughs> But how fun. I was like, oh my God, what a, like, I would love to be part yeah, of this. Same. Yeah, It's like the hijinks. Um, yeah, and so basically, and, and uh, both James and Chloe get kidnapped. So they're going to be together in a room. Yeah. Um, and the other teams, or the other members of the teams have to, uh, like, basically, yeah, negotiate how to get them back safely. And we learn that what the uh, kidnappers want is for these countries to destroy their nuclear weapons <laughs> so it's like intense <laughs> i love how they subtly throw in like <laughs> these kind of questions i know like, <laughs> nuclear weapons i know when i was watching this as a six-year-old that yeah right, right over, over my head, head. <laughs> yeah. they did that for the adults yes the absolutely so yeah they're stuck in a room together and it's awkward because they're like not really talking and they basically have these like scripts that they have to read like as hostages and you know to be like oh we're we're stuck here this is what they want and there's this shady moment when chloe's like oh i'll be hostage too and james is like oh interesting i thought you always had to be number one mm -hmm. and it's just like a low blow yeah. like stop doing that he's just being an asshole at this point i know instead of like communicating he's just being shady and like bratty i know Ugh, it, so, it really turned me off so like, immature yeah i was like, I was like james you're doing? not you're not cool in my my book anymore i know and i really liked him as a character up until that point so i was kind of sad i was like oh okay yeah um so yeah and then meanwhile the rest of the team is like what if we just went and like busted them out like they don't even like try to like do model un properly <laughs> so riley and brian are like sneaking through the halls and they end up going into an air duct which this is in so many kids movies like i feel like as a kid i really thought like it's only a matter of time before i have like my crawling through event moment with my crush like it's in every movie no it really is and I don't think that's even, like, structurally no, possible in real life. Not, You'd no. fall through, I think. Or, like, they're not big enough. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> not not what I thought as a kid, because no. media taught me otherwise. So. Those air ducts are huge in the movie. I <laughs> know! Like, a full-grown man could fit in them. It's like, so side by side with a woman. I'm like, what? I feel like that's in, like, Bond movies, too, or, like, spy movies. Yeah. Um, so, while they're crawling through the air duct together, um, Brian calls Riley kiddo again. And this time, she's like, no, no, no. I'm not your kiddo. I'm a full-grown 15-year-old woman. And they're kind of, like, meaningfully staring into each other's eyes because she's like, it's Riley. And he's like, Riley? And then they kiss in the air duct. Yeah. So romantic. Um, and But he also is, like, such a himbo. Like... After he they is. kiss, he's like, what just happened? I know. 
I feel like there was this weird, I mean, I don't know the history of Mary Kate and Ashley and how like modest they are, mm-hmm. but they are kind of like all of their movies are really tame in I that think, way, right? I think you're right, yes. And I, I always got this sense that like romance and anything physical or like their romantic encounters always kind of happen a little accidentally mm. or like it's not on them. Like, I don't know. I had this feeling of just like, they're good girls that can't be blamed for yeah. the romance that happens. It's like I know thrust what you upon mean. them, you know? Yeah. And that cluelessness is like part of it too. Yeah. I, think. yeah. I do know what you mean. And yeah, they're always very, very PG. I feel like their target yeah. audience like wasn't teenagers. It was like, I would say like 10 year old girls, honestly. Yeah. Like, or like maybe younger 10 kids. to 13 or something, or even younger. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, they're always very appropriate. It's always like just the one kiss that's very like sweet and yeah. short. Yeah. So they have their cute little moment, and we see James still being icy to Chloe. So she like asks him to talk, and she's like, I know I can be a lot. Like, I just, I get carried away sometimes. Like, sue me. Um, and he says some line about like, sometimes like winning isn't everything or whatever. Yeah. And, she basically gives this little speech about like, you know, people always say that winning doesn't matter, but like, that's not true because you see it on people's faces when you lose that they like wish you had won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, I just prefer to win. Like it's better. And now that's just kind of like become the only thing I care about. And he like forgives her in this moment because he like relates to it, I guess. Like yeah. he sees himself in that, but I'm like, like it, this wasn't rocket science to be like oh she loves winning she must like feel she has to like i don't get how he didn't like empathize with her before yeah that's true it's weird to me because now he just like completely forgives her and it's like yeah. okay i mean she did make a cute little like self-aware speech that's like, true it was very self-aware it was that's true almost like too self-aware i'm like yeah you're a 15 year old like that's true i feel like most 15 year olds would just be like yeah winning's the best like yeah. i'm good what do you want i'm not gonna apologize and i would honestly not be mad at her if she did yeah <laughs> but that shows you how much they were as you said grasping at straws i think to create tension yeah because they didn't have i guess another point right of tension right they're, in like, the plot. they're like i don't know it's not what you win <laughs> yeah yeah um but they are kind of like back on good terms and then at this point Riley and Brian arrive to break them out and uh, Mr. Holmes is there like guarding the room but he's too distracted by eating pizza (laughs) so um, they all like just run out of the room with Riley and Brian one by one and they're all in the air ducts (laughs) oh yeah they all go back into the air ducts I'm like couldn't they just like walk down the hall yeah also it would have totally collapsed if there were like six kids absolutely like yeah so they do that and then they also like all slide down like I guess what is like a laundry chute or something yeah that happens to be in the air ducts yeah uh, unclear very unclear there are no architectures consulted no in this movie. Like- <laughs> absolutely none and they're all just like living their best <laughs> lives and then they absolutely strut back into the conference yeah, room and they're yeah. like what <laughs> <laughs> we're out and Mrs. Watson is like, you know, in all my years of doing this, no one has ever staged a rescue, but like, hey, that is a real world thing. That's true. And that I actually did feel like was kind of fun. Like some of the stuff in this movie, I'm like, it's weird to me that this was like celebrated, like the bribing. I'm like that. I don't, I don't think is like in the spirit of Model UN, but there is something real about like, hey, sometimes you just got to go in there and get your people out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they do 
win this one as well there was a subtle did you catch the whole like um there was such a subtle like patriotist kind of when oh yes when yeah one of them was like we don't negotiate with terrorists yes I w- <laughs> especially because i was like so the people that want nuclear weapons destroyed are the terrorists <laughs> i was like that is so dark and so america and so Britain. yeah i was like okay yeah yeah that part was kind of like crazy i was like whoa it's also crazy to think about that this movie was like the year of 9-11 but like before it happened yeah it was before it yeah that's true so weird to think about but like, it must pre have and post been, that. like that must have been when tensions were Definitely. high in the middle east yes yeah. absolutely yeah yeah absolutely because there was another dig too where um rachel mm-hmm. the other girl on the team she like gets up she's like tired of negotiating and she's like why can't we just destroy the nuclear weapons? Who even needs, like, weapons that could kill everybody? And then it cuts to these kids that, like, have Iran in front of them, or Iraq <gasps> or something. Oh, my God. Or Iraq. Um, and then they're like, uh, we do. Oh, my God, I didn't catch that. It I, was really, yeah. I didn't see what their country was. I heard the line. That is so wild. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, interesting. This movie definitely, and we'll see it more later, was, like, pro like imperial nations <laughs> i was like oh my god because i feel like the like message at the end is like in britain's amazing yeah it's kind of crazy yeah um and so now they are like back in their hotel room and rachel and chloe are asking riley about like what happened when you were crawling through the vents and she says she doesn't kiss and tell which i think this was also in the trailer like i remember this scene like so so vividly and then we learn that this is their very last night in town and James is like at something with his dad. So like Chloe and James aren't even going to get to hang out again. Mm-hmm. So her friends are like, and her sister are like, no, you got to go. You got to like go bust him out. You got to have your final hurrah with him. And we see James and his dad sitting in like a very stuffy looking gentleman's lounge, I guess. His dad yeah. is like smoking a cigar or something. And then Mary Kay and <laughs> Ashley... <laughs> bust in the door yeah, it's the casual drag for me i like. know <laughs> and they look so good i thought it was so funny they're like wearing like suits that do not fit them mm-hmm. they're like quite oversized and their hair is like slicked back and in buns it's kind of funny though because that's how they dress now like yes the robe. yes and that You're made right. me laugh so hard i was like if i hope they watch their old movies and they look back at this moment like that's when the rose started yes like, <laughs> oh my god you're so right jenna i didn't even think about that that's like on their like vision boards for yeah. the row they're like this oh my god yeah <laughs> it's so funny and they're also just like yeah fully because again this is like i assume a gentleman's clubs so they're fully just like speaking like hello i'm mm-hmm. i'm chester and they like march right up to james and his dad and james like grabs his dad's glasses to clean them because he doesn't <laughs> want him to see and basically he's just like oh these are like my friends from boarding school i'm leaving with them yeah you're on top with them are not young women at all like no oh no 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 this is chester and justin my boys yeah i love that they put on suits and suddenly every man was like oh excuse me lads i know that's the thing like the other men weren't missing their glasses and they were like totally fooled so yeah now they're having like a cute final night together they're all on a boat like on the thames floating down the river and James and Chloe have their cute moment and you know she's kind of telling him like don't let your dad put pressure on you like he got his turn to be young it's your turn now and they share a kiss oh wait I forgot one thing that's kind of crazy and funny which is that 
when they're at the club james's dad like asks them like who their parents are when he's like oh your schoolmates like who are your parents and they're like lord voldemort (laughs) (laughs) and he's like sounds familiar i know and i thought about it and i was like this was like before the movies were really big it was like the Mm. books were big but i was like maybe maybe it is believable that he hadn't heard of lord voldemort i don't know maybe that was funny yeah i forgot about that (laughs) so yeah they're on the boat and uh riley and brian are also having their cute moment and dylan and rachel also kiss at this point but it's another moment of like dylan being gross because we see that he was trying to film riley and her man kissing oh yeah and she like catches him and is like no and then when he's like kissing his girl he's like anyway we could like film some of this i'm like you're like 15 like relax (laughs) I was like, ew. Later that night when James goes home, his dad is like really on his ass about dating the competition and an American girl with like a different background, no less. Oh she's not, How she's dare not she? from the ruling class. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's basically like, she's going to like destroy your chances of winning. Like she has her eye on the prize. You don't. Ooh. And then we see him drafting a letter when really ominous music plays. <laughs> and we're like, what is he up to? Yeah. Lord Browning is doing something sus. Uh, I love how in these movies, like, the adults have nothing better to do. Like, I know! It's like, you're a whole lord. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Jim. Like, <laughs> sir, like, this 15 year old girl has you tossing and turning. I know. Head. Like, it's really not that serious. I really love that for Mary Kay and Ashley. I like, know. They rule the planet. It's so true. <laughs> They're living in Barbie land, honestly. Like, yeah. They are the most powerful people in their universe. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's intense. And then the next day, the day of the final leg of this conference, um, Chloe gets a letter from James mm. that's like, exactly. It's like, <laughs> hmm. I didn't see James drafting a letter furiously. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's like, oh, I had a really bad fight with my dad. You have to meet me at Buckingham Palace immediately. And she's like, so ready to go. And her sister's like, if you go, you might not be back in time. And she's like, I don't even care about winning. Yeah. <laughs> this man has totally changed me. I know. They must have had a lot of fun on that boat because she is yeah. like not caring anymore. So she rushes off. But unsurprisingly, she gets to Buckingham Palace. No James. Mm-hmm. And she talks to the guard like aloud she's just like oh, i'm waiting for this boy i don't know where he is um and then meanwhile at the conference riley sees james walk in and she's like wait if my sister's with you why the hell are you here and they talk and james very quickly realizes like something is Happened. amiss yeah. yeah and he confronts his dad and, and there is this sad thing where he's like oh so you don't think i can like win on my own you have to like intervene and like sabotage the other team and that's so true um but so he like forces his dad to tell him where she is and he rushes off to buckingham palace and (laughs) it's so cheesy that he like asks the guard like did you see a pretty blonde girl and the guard like snaps his head to look at him to confirm like yes i did i'm like in no world would they get involved with these teens no absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was wild um but they both know where they would both go in this situation and they meet up of course by the peter pan statue <laughs> that's just good cinema folks. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> so they do meet up there and james is just like hey really let's go and they just mm-hmm. run off together but meanwhile the team has been holding down the fort they did like 
a Q and A uh, section where they just had to like answer trivia about their country, and they did really well. And now it's time for the oral essay, where only one team member has to like go up and answer one question, and they all decide it should be Riley, who is like obviously the newbie to the team. And James and Chloe arrive just in time, where it's like Chloe could intervene and do it, but she decides to let her sister have a turn in the spotlight, mm-hmm. and. Riley's question that she gets is, is there a place in the 21st century for the British monarchy? (laughs) Which is a good question. You're asking good questions in this movie. I know. (laughs) And I don't know, I'm curious to hear what you thought about this speech. Because she, like, she talks about, like, it's kind of, I think it's cool in the sense that, like, she's supposed to be, like, the street smart sister. Whereas, like, the other one was, like, the book smart sister. And, you know, she's the one that, like, wanted them to go about london and like actually see what's up and like meet people even though the only person we saw them meet is that one cab driver Mm -hmm. but she kind of says like oh ask any londoner and like they're gonna tell you that like the monarchy is too stuffy and like they don't represent the people's interests and you know they're out of touch and all this stuff and then she's like but those same people will also be like but i love them and like the queen's like a mom to me and so and like she kind of just ends it by saying basically it is kind of an interesting thing she says she's like being part of a country is like being part of a family and even though you complain about them like you still have like a soft spot in your heart for them so she says something like i'd feel lost without the queen or something basically i forget exactly what she says um it's also just like interesting watching this now that the queen is dead because there's just like so many mentions of her um but yeah so she's basically like the monarchy's not perfect but British people still like them and they should stay. I know. I felt it was kind of like a cop-out answer. Yeah. It's just more like eloquent prose than like a real take on I the know. question. But I mean like do we expect them to really right. give Get us... political. Yeah. 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 I think it's interesting that they would set up a question like that in yeah. a movie and then also skirt it. It's like you're... Like, not yeah. answering the own questions yeah. that set up. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I think my biggest problem with it, which, like, because to me, it did feel, like, true to her character that that's how she would answer the question, would be like, well, listen, like, what I've gotten from speaking to people is yeah. this. I thought that was kind of cool. And it was obviously, like, I don't know, like, in some ways kind of a thoughtful answer. But at the same time, I was like, that definitely wouldn't be enough to win. And she, Absolutely not. she does and also gets, like, the award for, like, MVP. And I'm like, yeah, anyone no. could say that. Like, <laughs> that's not displaying the skill set that is, like, rewarded yeah. here. So I thought that was, like, very unrealistic. But, again, what can we really expect? Um, but, yeah, everybody's, like, blown away by this. And... <laughs> by her revelation that the monarchy is, like, a family. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, like, it's, like, good and bad. Like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, my But God. I do wonder, I guess, like, most Mary-Kate and Ashley films do come back to this idea of, like, accepting family, maybe? Yeah. Is that, like, a common theme? You know, I feel like maybe. Like, I, I feel like Billboard Dad is maybe like that. I haven't seen it in so long, okay. but... But I don't know. I feel like they always, like, learn some kind of, like, sort of vague lesson. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tie it to. Mm -hmm. Because I don't feel like there was a lot of family. Oh, I guess the James and his dad. That's true. There was some family stuff there. Yeah. like, I I couldn't really tie the speech back to, like, the lesson we're meant to, like, Yeah, that's true. Because I feel like the biggest lesson is, like, winning isn't the most important thing. Like, friends and, like, 
having fun is was kind or, of like, the lesson. change who you are for a boy. <laughs> yeah. Is that the lesson we're supposed to learn? I know. Like... <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really, like, a strong lesson. Yeah. Um, like, in some ways, I liked the thing of, you know, she learns, like, winning isn't everything and how that then translated into, like, letting her sister have the floor when, like, before she would have been like, no, 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 like, we need to win and I'm better. Yeah. And it was true. sort of nice that she was like, you know what? Like, you take this one and then, like, learning that when she gave her sister that chance, like, she rose to the occasion. I think that was good for her sister to see, too, that she's, like, capable, you know, yeah. even though I was underwhelmed by her answer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they do win absolutely everything and this part was also crazy to me after the competition james's like evil scheming dad is just like i owe you an apology i was wrong come by the house anytime like how did his mind change like that just to me was insane i was like what that's just the power of mary kate and ashley you know they give like a very eloquent and yeah. speech and all the evil people in the movie like are no longer evil and lords become lambs yeah. they're just like i would follow you anywhere mary kate and ashley lords become lambs <laughs> that's fantastic oh my 10 God. out of 10 thank you jen <laughs> yeah he's like completely reformed now and nice and everyone ended up with their boys and yeah i think that's literally all that happens and then we cut oh there is a cute moment with i liked this with um Ryan and Riley, he's, like, whispering in her ear, like, you're amazing, like, spectacular, fantastic. And I'm, like, that was kind of cute to me, him just, like, gassing her up. And it was nice to see, like, we had the boy that was kind of, like, threatened by his girl popping off. And this boy was just, like, wow, I'm so proud of you. Like, you're amazing. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to the twins and their boyfriends just riding horses together off into the sunset. <laughs> and that's the whole movie. <laughs> I did just want to mention that I watched today a YouTube video of Mary-Kate and Ashley promoting this movie on the Today Show in 2001. They were like talking to Matt Lauer, which was crazy to see. And he's just like grilling them like, oh, do you guys like get sick of working together? Like, do you ever want to like go your own way? And they're like, no, (laughs) it's so cute. And it was was cute to see them. Um, So Winning London was directed by Craig Shapiro, who directed a lot of their movies he did our lips are sealed hey. passport to paris and the challenge and then it was written by carol ann hoffner who didn't really have any other credits that i recognized and she has not written anything since 2006 so mm. her life took her somewhere else and then the score was by brahm wanger who has done a lot of like Airbud movies and things like what? that really yeah oh my god yeah like a ton of pet movies but i did see some Airbud stuff on there and then he also did the mary kate and ashley movie when in rome mm. um and then i always just briefly talk about the cast a little bit um mary kate and ashley like i don't have to tell you guys that much like you know them they are stars and they haven't done acting since like 2011 they retired from that they founded the row. I didn't realize that it was this old. They founded it in 2006. I was like, whoa, it's been around oh, for a long time. Yeah. And they must have been like yeah, early 20s yeah. when that happened. So that's pretty crazy. Um, I also didn't realize this was kind of like a sad, crazy fact um, that Mary Kate was really close friends with um, Heath Ledger. And I guess when he died, his um, massage therapist found him. And like before they even called the police, they called Mary Kate, which whoa. I was like, whoa, I didn't realize that. And I guess she even had to like kind of talk to the police and like 
say that she didn't know where she got his drugs from which i was like whoa i just like didn't know that um and she married french banker olivier sarkozy in 2015 but they're divorced now and ashley married this guy named louis eisner in 2022 i think he's like an artist Hmm. um and then so jesse spencer is the guy who plays james he i the thing i know him from is you've seen uptown girls right Oh, why does that sound so familiar? It's like Brittany Murphy and Dakota Fanning. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like Brittany's love interest. Like the guy that like, he's kind of like a dick. Like they don't end up together. It's like he writes a song about her. I don't remember the okay. movie well enough. Yeah, he's in that. He's also in, he was on House for many years and now he's in Chicago Wait, Fire. Wait, was he the... He's like the young doctor. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Not, yeah. and he has longer hair in House, I think. I think you might be right. Yeah, I think you wow. might be right. Wow. He's Australian in House, I think. Oh. So I don't know what his real accent is. He could be Australian. I'm not sure. I didn't like look at like where he's from. Well, maybe but... he just sounds Australian in House. Maybe. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Did not know that. He's also married to a neuroscientist, which I thought was kind of interesting. Oh, I feel like okay. actors normally don't land like smart people. Yeah. So I was like, oh, good job. <laughs> um, and then, oh, is it raining? I think so. You might have to hear some atmospheric ASMR sounds, listeners. That's good. We need it. It's so hot. Um, Brandon Tyler is Brian, and he has not acted since 2001 when he was on a few episodes of So Little Time, which is, again, their their TV mm. show. Um, Rachel Roth plays Rachel, and she has not acted since 2008. Um, Eric Youngman plays Dylan, and he's in Not Another Teen Movie. And, like, he, he is, like, still acting here and there, but I have to mention this because this is the decom boom. He was in four episodes of Even Stevens as Ivan, and I like mm. do feel like I vaguely remember him. So maybe that's maybe that's why he's familiar to me. I don't know. Um, but now we can jump into our categories. Okay. The moment that is always the most fun. To Yay! Be so we have to rank the love interests, and we have this crazy scale, Jen. So the way we do it is one is we support this union. Okay. Two is we have some notes. <laughs> Three is a Lizzie McGuire quote from the movie, which is, Lizzie, who are you going to believe? This boy you were knowing your whole life or this boy who you were just meeting who says you shine with the light from the sun. <laughs> and we think of this as sort of like the fuck boy award. It's like Paolo, if, you, if you've ever yeah, seen this movie. Yeah. So it's like a boy that you're infatuated with, but like is ultimately like not really trustworthy or like it's like yeah. good for a season, not forever. Mm-hmm. And then number four, which is get this person to a therapist stat. Mm. So let's start with James and Chloe. How do you feel about that? Ooh, I think for me it would be like a two point seven. Ooh, yeah, close yeah. To I a feel three. it. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I feel like well, just the way that James reacted yeah. when he was upset, number one, like, not into it. No. This man is not mature enough for you, because you had to be the one that, like, comes over to him to be I like, know. why are you being weird to me? Like, do you want to talk about it? And, like, you have the self-awareness to, like, explain to him why you are the way that you are, but he can't even work through his own, like, you know, pressures of his father. Like, yeah. poor little rich boy is, like, definitely the vibe I'm getting from James. Yeah. Um, and I just think Chloe's too good for him. I totally agree. Like, I, I, it's sad because, like, I do think there's, like, a real chemistry that they have. And, like, I like seeing, like, two, like, smart, like, ambitious young people find each other. But, like, yeah, he's just so immature. And I think, like, the stuff that he needs to work on, like, he needs to work on by himself. Like, he needs to, like, heal from these daddy issues. And he needs to, like, 
not take it out on because it's also that annoying thing where clearly he's drawn to smart women or like women that are good at shit so like then don't try to knock them down a peg like examine why you do that and don't bring like don't dull chloe's shine because she's fabulous yeah and i don't um, feel like he brought much to the table like besides being just a tall cute boy that yeah. has a british accent yeah like, yeah there wasn't much else that was very interesting and mm-hmm. maybe that's the downside of like bad writing or yeah. just like you know, right we didn't character. really know who he was yeah yeah it wasn't that developed but like he just there was nothing really redeemable about him mm-hmm. to me or like interesting yeah i get that i i felt like there were some parts where i felt like he was like the type of guy that like like him like showing them around or like helping her like make it up to her sister like i think he had these moments of like oh he like likes to like be there for people he cares about but like the downsides just like really outweighed those moments for me and i like yeah i think i'm giving it like a similar thing like probably we have some notes but there was definitely some some fuckboy energy because it's just like you're not treating this person with respect um and i feel like they're gonna she's gonna go back to the u.s and they're gonna like flirt on aim and like if she ever goes back to london she's gonna like hit him up but they're not gonna like date you know no i don't think so no no so what about brian and riley oh i stand brian oh i love it (laughs) i kind of do too yeah they're they're a one for me for sure they're so sweet. sweet yeah and honestly, I think they had, in my opinion, they had better chemistry. Yeah, I see, I actually do agree. James, yeah, I thought specifically the scene when like she's like, "Do you want to learn to slow dance?" and he like smiles so big was like genuinely so sweet. Yeah, I think my only note that I would have for them is like, sometimes I am a little like skeptical when someone has known someone for so long and like never thought of them that way because I'm sort of like, why? Like they yeah. were right there, but I also do understand that like it's realistic when you're young because it's like she's like just coming of like dating age and it's i think it's actually like pretty normal for them to be like just realizing like oh we could date we're like old now and you're actually cute so i guess that's that's only really a problem if it's like you're 30 and like someone's friend zoned you for like 12 years and suddenly they're (laughs) like wait you're not bad like that's kind of offensive to me but in this situation i think it makes sense so yeah i give them a one too yeah i I think it's too like um it, when you're the older guy in a situation, yeah, it yeah. I can maybe like imagine that there might be this weird moral dilemma yeah. because you're like, wait, this girl that I like grew up knowing as a child suddenly she's like, you know that dial turning of like, yeah. oh she's kind of sexy yeah. or like I have this weird yes. like sexual attraction right. to her, but like i'm not sure yeah. if that's okay or not so it's better to just like not i agree go it's there. respectful yeah especially because like if you can even like someone imagine like i see this person like a, like a sister like a little especially a little sister like yeah for them it might be like really upsetting if like their big brother figure is like trying to fuck them you know i feel like you do yeah. kind of need to like let her make the, the first move yeah he exactly does. And, yeah it's cute so yeah i like them together i feel like we both already agreed on our favorite quote right the the little (laughs) wendy moment i think that's that's the standout line yeah you know there was another one that made me laugh i had to pause it to laugh um (laughs) it was something where they were talking about they were like we're not warmongers we're the uk or something oh my god i couldn't believe that i was like are you are you being for real i know i was like is it sarcasm because there's no way there's just no there's way. no way 
Maybe it was the writer having a fun time. And I like, think it was. Yeah. It but it's funny because the kids delivered it completely genuinely. Yeah, like deadpan. So funny. <laughs> oh my god, I loved that moment. Yeah. That um, one was hilarious. Yeah. An- another one that stood out to me was um, Release the Hounds because I see a fox. Oh my god, <laughs> they kept calling the James a fox. They'd be like, yeah. Ooh, what a fox? I was like, do teen <laughs> girls say that? I, no, I a middle-aged woman wrote that yeah. for sure. <laughs> release the hounds i like, see a fox so crazy <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah that was that was wild yeah um and okay so if winning london were a zodiac sign mm. did you have thoughts on this okay see i had i had some issues with this one i couldn't figure it out i feel like maybe like aquarius Ooh. just because it's like but I don't know Aquarius as a zodiac that well. Yeah. But are they all about like big networks and like communications and like yeah systems as a whole? Actually, yeah, they're yeah they're okay. big picture thinkers and like they tend to be um humanitarians. Which yeah. I know this is more about like, but obviously there's that element to the UN of like wanting to yeah solve big problems. I can totally see that. So um, yeah, I would choose Aquarius just purely because the theme of the movie yeah. is so centered around like. Yeah. The UN and like yeah. global connection. Yeah, that's a really good point, Jen. <laughs> I like that. I like that. For me, this movie screams Virgo. Ooh. And everything from like the like aesthetic of like the trench coats and like the the rain, <laughs> like the way it looks and like also just like to me, model UN is so Virgo. It's like mm. nerds that care about things, that like yeah. love winning, but also like are in it because they like are interested in in world issues and like want to make the world a better place and i also think that just like london gives me virgo energy i don't know why something about it but like also the whole thing of like even her final speech about the monarchy i think virgos really contain the two things of like they are very like anti-elitist like even though they're hard workers and they're ambitious like they're not into like nepotism or like people that think they're better than someone else just because of like their station in life yet i feel like virgos are still like enamored with like okay for example i think like a scorpio or an aquarius would be like obama's a war criminal whereas like a virgo would be like i know but like i still love him i have a soft spot in my heart for him like that to me is very virgo where like they live within the nuance. Yeah, they do because they're a mutable sign. And I just think like I could so see a Virgo being like, oh my God, the monarchy is so problematic. But like, I can't wait to like go have tea and <laughs> yeah. like, and, but we like, all see, see the them queen. as family, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very Virgo to me. So yeah. Um, so what was your rose? Ooh, okay. Hold on. Let me think about this. Hmm. I think you should go first. Okay, that's fine. I I think I just do love like how this movie isn't afraid to be like pretty nerdy like I loved like (laughs) how they really like leaned into like this movie's all about model UN and I like like seeing just like young smart people like getting excited about like a competition and also the soundtrack was what arose for me I was just thinking that I think the soundtrack is probably the rose yes right because it was such a good soundtrack was and just like the way that it was used throughout the movie to kind of like break it up yeah i never felt like i was bored or that like i needed to stop watching even if it's such a 
like not plot driven i mean there is plot let me not say that but you know it's like a very simple yes like not much to think about kind of plot yeah there's not like stress or like yeah that much, like, the stakes aren't that high yeah honestly the overall just like the way that this movie was put together like i think the structure of it can i say that yes yes like, <laughs> it was oh had good pacing yeah, it did. yeah, it definitely I agree. Did. My thorn was that James's dad immediately everything about his personality <laughs> changes because one teen girl says a speech that's not even like really related to like him. Yeah. Um, the thing I hated most about it, a that it was unrealistic, but also like it bothered me on a deeper level because I was like, this whole movie, I was like seeing that not only is he like putting pressure on his son, but he's like elitist and like. Mm-hmm just kind of an asshole and i feel like it then made it be this thing of like the monarchy's okay and also like asshole elitists are okay because they're probably like actually just nice and i'm like or they're not like i i I, like i would have been fine if he like made up with his son but i didn't need him to like all of a sudden be like hey come by anytime girl like you're a friend of mine now because he like the whole time was it was like too much yeah in the other direction yeah and it was just like immediate like he went from literally trying to like sabotage her chances to being like chummy with her in two seconds and that just like annoyed me yeah um what was your thorn i think for me my thorn is probably just like the love interest felt way (laughs) too old yeah and that kind of bothered me and i think it's a thorn because i have an issue in general with like that's a prevalent issue is like young women are put next opposite of these like older much older looking too and there's something about i don't know there's something really scathing about setting up these young innocent girls and i don't know am i am i like doing too much right now because now i'm just thinking about how insidious that feels i totally get it i mean it makes me think of the lizzie mcguire movie i think she was like literally maybe 15 and the guy was like 20 or oh um not what's it called a cinderella story chad michael murray was like 21 and she was like 15 they had to like make out yeah i don't like that i don't like that it's not there should be like rules about that it's like if if it's illegal for them to date we shouldn't be allowing them to make out on camera like should be a no-brainer it goes back to to like all of these beauty standards that are Mm. like women have to look a lot younger and men have to look older or something i don't know yeah because those love interests like they could have passed for like college kids absolutely and mary kate and ashley are both like clearly like their their bodies aren't even like fully developed they're like young girls yeah they look like little teenagers they do and i think like yeah no it's so true and it it just kind of makes you feel like uneasy you're like should this be allowed where are their chaperones you know yeah it's like not yeah fun. i mean the dynamics were great you know i still stand riley yes <laughs> yes Ryan. i do too yeah but my thorn is just it reminds me of like yeah the larger problem <laughs> yeah i get that and that brings us to our overall rating a mm. through f um yeah where we just kind of like sum it up and i, I honestly think it's so refreshing to do a Mary Kate Nashley movie because it honestly is such a different vibe from doing Disney Channel. Like it feels more mature, honestly. Like even mm. though it's still very like PG and cute, like this felt more like like a proper rom com than anything that Disney Channel ever mm-hmm. really does. Um, and so that was kind of nice and refreshing. But like, I don't know. Like there's definitely stuff that's cheesy about this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And like we said, like the plot is sort of like 
not fully but there. But you're not watching it for the plot. You're watching no. it for Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. You're watching it for the cool outfits. Yes. They're also just such cool girls. They like, really, really are. Watching all of their movies, like I've I've realized what I really love about them is that they're always like positive. Yeah. They handle every situation they're in like without a sweat. They yeah. always know what to say, and it's like definitely an idealized version of what yeah. a human should be. Yeah. Because they're like in fallible right true. Like nothing goes wrong for them even when things go wrong they don't really go wrong yes yes but like i think that that it's a, a nice like archetype to follow yeah. like i actually kind of look up role to them models. yeah because yeah. they're like cool girls it's so true and they do that awesome thing where it's like they're cool they're fashionable they're like charismatic but they're also like yeah kind and mature yeah. and reasonable and they, they do the right well. thing mostly. Yeah. yeah, they do the right thing. Yeah. They care about the people around them. They look yeah. out for each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they it's have this like models. really good brand. Like, it's <laughs> in so all their true. Movies. That's yeah. like, especially when you think about the like age group watching this. Like, I'm really happy that like we had this. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. Yeah, I mean, I thought this movie was like just really fun. Like, I enjoyed it top to bottom. Um, I'm giving it a B just because like it's not like exceptional, but like I <laughs> I do like love it and I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I always uh, on this podcast reserve my A's for things that like emotionally like impact me in some way. Mm. So I couldn't give it that. That's totally um, fair. Yeah, but I really liked it. My rating would also probably be a B. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I I I think the same things. Like it didn't. It wasn't like a oh my god, like... You have to see that. Yeah, like, my life has been changed. Yeah. Or, like, it has a significant, like, marker for me in my childhood. But, like, I don't know all Mary-Kate and Ashley movies, I think, would be, like, a B yeah. to a B-plus for me. Like, I think it's... Yeah. What's, like... Do you remember the, like, lesson from Our Lips Are Sealed? It's been so long since oh, I watched it. I don't think so. I think that's one where they, like get in a fight with each other or like I don't remember but they like go into the witness protection program and they're in Australia and they're like running from the evil people and I think her and her sister like get in a fight and they split up but then like they end up coming together to like defeat the challenge or something like that that. it's one of those like archetypes I think do they surf in that movie yes okay they do the main thing I remember is the crushing the cans on their heads. Yeah. That, I would, like, try to do it all the time as a kid because I loved when they did it. Um, yeah, this movie is a lot of fun, so if you're able to find it online, you should rewatch it and you should use our drinking game rules yes. as you go. So drink every time Mary-Kate and Ashley break the fourth wall and directly address the camera. Drink every time something slightly racist happens. There's a few opportunities there. There really are. Drink every time Chloe says, play to win. Drink every time, like, one of the Olsen twins has, like, the perfect response to, like, a one-liner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the perfect quip. They're so quippy. They it's are. Like... They're quick. <laughs> Drink every time Brian is oblivious to Riley's crush on him. What about drink every time there's, like, a joke, like, an adult joke? That goes over your, like, kids' heads. Oh, yeah. Like, mention of nuclear weapons. Yeah, or, or like, something like that. I don't know. Because I, I think they had some fun Yeah. in this one where they did kind of, like, make some subtle... I agree. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Okay, cool. I like that. Okay. I love that. 
And that's winning London, you guys. Um, thank you so much to Jin for joining me this week. I'm so grateful to her. I needed a buddy yeah. to help me go on a little bit of a different journey this week. And it was so fun. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Of course. Stay tuned for another decom next week, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.